This is FoxCast OT, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Welcome to FoxCast. I'm Jimmy McKay, joined with the Director of Regulatory Affairs, Megan Valenzano. Welcome back to the show, Megan. Thanks, Jimmy. Always glad to be here. new article just came up on our website, foxrehab.org. You can find it under Fresh Fox Content about an issue that uh, is being shared amongst clinicians in PT, OT, SLP. The title is, The Time to Act is Now, Ask Congress to Stop Medicare Cuts. Let's frame the issue we're talking about here, Megan, in terms of regulatory affairs. What are we looking at? This has been out for, I would say, almost a year and a half now. Uh, We found out as an industry in the summer of 2019 that Medicare was proposing to cut 34 specialties. It's not just PT, OT, and speech. Lots of different specialties are looking at taking a different kind of cut. Um, PT and OT and speech are looking at a 9% cut as of January 2021. And it's because Medicare wants to make sure that primary care physicians can keep their offices open, especially in rural areas. It's a noble idea. You know, the problem is because just like the rest of us, they don't have extra money in their budget. If they want to spend more in one area, they got to take it from somewhere else. And it's these 34 specialties, which we were a part of, which have some serious concerns coming in January. What are the things that, uh, that we should know about in terms of 9%? You know, we talk about some stats and what this might do to the profession. What, what are the things we'll be missing? What would a 9% cut do to our patients? <laughs> there are lots of concerns, you know, that we've all talked about. I've talked with APTA, AOTA, ASHA, a group that we work with known as the APTQI Alliance for Physical Therapy Quality and Innovation. And the concern is there will be practices that won't be able to keep their doors open. Like that's the real issue. And what that does is it means people won't have the access to care they used to have. You know, somebody falls and, you know, breaks a leg, needs to go to outpatient therapy afterwards or gets a rotator cuff tear or whatever, that clinic that used to be on their corner maybe won't be there, you know, come 2021. And that's a pretty scary place to be, I think. You know, because it's not, especially like I said, it's not just us. It's things like emergency medicine, infectious disease. Like imagine those things not being there, especially in the middle of a pandemic. We're talking about this coming in 2021. So there's things we can do to influence change. So that's what's currently slated to happen. Let's talk about what we could do to influence change. Let's start with CMS and the comment process. This is something I learned from you, which I think is really interesting that people should know about. So absolutely. So this is the fun part about CMS. Uh, They actually have to tell us what they're going to do. And we have the ability to tell them we think that's a good idea. We don't think that's a good idea. You know, whatever you want to do. Um, So what happens is CMS puts out a proposed rule every year. They do this for every single healthcare setting and anybody can comment. Um, And I have seen comments. I remember the first time I commented, I was actually a little nervous. I don't know if I told you this story that like the CMS police were going to come get me because I wasn't going to say something intelligent. This was my big fear. And the nice thing, and I, you know, this is one of the things that you and I have talked about is that Medicare actually has to read those comments. This is our opportunity to tell Medicare exactly how something they're going to do is going to impact our practice. So for example, APTA has put out a template letter to make it easy for people to comment. It's, you know, general, it talks about potential pay cuts, you know, things closing and, and, and you know, impact the practice. But if you're an outpatient, you know exactly what your plan is gonna be if you lose 9%. You know, to your point earlier, what are we gonna be missing? You know that exactly. And AP can, APTA can say, this is what might happen. You can go in and say, hey, I know which people 
And you can say that to Medicare. It really is a beautiful thing that we have in this country that we can go in and say, Medicare, this is a problem. And I believe last I saw, we were up to, I want to say like over 6,000 comments that had gone into the rule for members of the rehab community. But every single thing that we put in there, we have to keep sharing those stories and making sure Medicare is aware of exactly what this is going to do to the professions. Yeah, this is how our system works. So let's embrace it and uh, make sure your voice is heard. You might not get the satisfaction, that immediate you know, gratification, the instant gratification of saying something on social media. It feels good to get it out there. Let's put it to where it needs to be, which is a comment with CMS. Do it the official way and leverage your voice. Congress, our elected officials, legislative efforts and letter writing, the importance of grassroots. We talked about that for a second. There are a couple ways this can get fixed. The first one is CMS decides to either hold on the increase to physician payments or they, you know, they decide to figure out some kind of other math behind the scenes. All right. So which is where the comment process comes in. The second thing that could happen to fix this is Congress could say that rule where you only have so much money and you have to stay in that dollar amount. You don't have to follow that rule. Congress has the ability to say that, but only Congress has the ability to say that, which is why it's super important that we are telling our members of Congress, this is what's going to happen if these cuts go in, because you need to waive budget neutrality. That is the official thing that we're asking them to do in legislation. And it is super important that we do that right now. You know, it's really interesting because to me, this seems like a no brainer. Like, why would you cut healthcare ever, especially in the middle of a pandemic, you know, especially when you have people who are staying at home because they're afraid to go outside, they're likely getting weaker, they're likely falling, like they need therapy services. Why why would you do this? But we're finding as we're talking to people that, for example, there are senators who don't even understand how we get paid. They don't understand that there is a thing called the fee schedule and that it pays for not just physicians, but it pays for things like PTOT and speech and our payment is impacted by how physicians are paid. So that simple education for them is huge. And the more they hear it from everybody in their district, in their state, the easier it is for the lobbyists to go in afterwards and people like me, uh, people like Justin Moore, Kara Gaynor at APTA to go in afterwards and say, hey, you know this problem that we have a lot of times we're finding now because of the grassroots efforts, we're going in to talk to them and they're going, yeah, we know we've heard it from the people at home. And that's what they need to hear because if it doesn't impact their district, they don't care. Make it personal to them. You talked about CMS and telling your story about your patients in your community in those comments. Congress, they come from your community. If they're not paying attention to you, that's that's a problem. So, But you not communicating to them, that's a problem on your part. So make sure your elected officials know your stories in your communities. Third up is a different group of people. We want to talk about PACs, political action committees. Those are the people who assist us in helping affect change. Absolutely. So PACs are super fun. I don't, I'm probably one of few people who would actually ever say that. Um, political action committees are very important because It's easier for somebody from a district to build a relationship because you're from that same area as the legislator, right? I go to talk to people in states I don't live in. You know, how do you do that? How do you how do you get those seats at that table? Right. I I have a really good friend, Dan Klim, who's the executive director at um, APTA and J, and he always says, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. So how do you get that seat at the table? Right. How do you get there with the legislator? A lot of times it's through fundraising events. That's how it's that prime time to sit in front of somebody. You have five minutes with them and they have to listen to you. 
you know, and to get to those events, that's where the packs come in. Um, all of the packs um, open it up to not just um, APTA staff, but members of APTA can apply for money and say, hey, I want to go to this fundraiser with you, help support me. This is how we help build those friendly relationships with legislators and continue to get them elected so that we can continue to walk into their office and say, hey, how you doing? How are the kids? Can you help me here? Or, hey, how are you doing? How can I help you? It's that additional way that we can build that relationship. And it's super important. I think one of the things that I always have to remind people, and I know you talk about this when you talk to, to PAC trustees, is they can't use membership dollars for the PACs. Super important to remember, because a lot of people are like, why? I pay my membership every year. What's the point? They can't use those dollars. They have to go through such strict reporting. They have to, they literally have to account for every single penny going in and going out. Donating to them, it's a necessity. I know, I think even Norman says it, like, how much is your future worth to you? You know, is it 50 bucks a month? Is it like, what is it worth? And that really is what we're talking about, especially right now. Like, what is next year worth to you? Is it worth 9%? Like, what is it worth? Good question. Yeah. Political action committee affecting change where it needs to be. It's a, it's a relationship. You're talking about that. That, that goes both ways. Communicating uh, also with members of Congress. You're saying that sometimes elected officials, they have a lot of different interests within their districts, right? Them not, knowing, them not knowing how we get paid. That is on us to educate. What we like to say therapists are very good at educating. So having that conversation and making sure that they understand where you're coming from can help affect change. More information on what you can do and the issue at large is at foxrehab.org under Fresh Fox Content. Look for that article, the title again, The Time to Act is Now, Ask Congress to Stop Medicare Cuts. I want to thank our Fox colleague, Akshita Shetty from New York for helping us pen that article. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for listening to FoxCast OT, a clinically excellent podcast. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.